0: everyone, welcome to another episode of the Deck Arts Podcast. I'm here with Molly Martine. Hey. And we are going to be talking about 1960s design and specifically the SNCC and social change. The SNCC stands for Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, a group of young African American students seeking liberation from oppressive laws in the U.S. The group used various campaign methods and the material objects are testimony in their years of protesting for civil rights, which was from 1960 to 1966. And these items include bumper stickers, posters, brochures, photo books, um, poetry, song books, and buttons. Um, so, Molly, what drew you to this topic?
1: That is a great question. Um I was in my professor, uh, Ethan Ruby's class. He's a professor in our, um, program at Cooper Hewitt, um, at Parsons. And, um, he kind of briefly, uh, scanned them or skimmed over that, I guess that subject material in class. And I just thought it was really, really fascinating. These students used, um, these posters and these posters, uh, use these images and various means, um, to promote social change in America. And I thought it was really interesting because we kind of talked about the Bauhaus and Maholi Nash and how Maholi Nash believed that, uh, I guess, design can bring about social change or positive uh, social change in the world. And I really thought that these posters, I guess, were emblematic of his like mantra that design can change the world. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you talk a lot about the posters themselves, which... Um, I think we're influenced by the photojournalists in the committee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um when you n- just I think name a few Doris Derby, Bob Flitch, Maria Varela, and Danny Lyon, Leon. I'm not sure, but not um, yeah. <laughs> um but those were the photojournalists taking the photos that were then used on the posters, mm-hmm. which were then um handed out at various protests, yes. And um, around campus, and um, also as sort of like like just handouts in general to people, right, to get right. them to know. Yeah, yeah. No, um, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, and that <laughs> just is cool that they did that. Yeah, it was really cool. They like put posters
1: up on their bedroom walls and um, handed out flyers, as you just said, and brochures, and just so much, so many different like objects that were just like promoting this social change movement in the 1960s.
0: And so this committee was on multiple campuses? Right, yeah. No,
1: it was um in New York, and they had campuses down in Louisiana and in Atlanta and, like, different um, campuses across America. There were smaller groups of students who were kind of running this um, smaller version of it. SNCC and other uh, African-American groups at the time that were promoting social change in America. But yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. But you talk about five iconic posters, right, in your paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a leader of the SNCC, Charles F. McDew. Mm-hmm. And so did he go around to all the campuses? Was he a student himself? I mean, how yeah. did people communicate back then? <laughs> That's a
1: great question, Sophia. I think um, one of the main ways in which these people communicated was via telephone, um, but also through a lot of grassroots movements that were taking place just across America. So like you're looking at the civil rights movement, but you're also looking at gay liberation and various other movements, Native American movements, that are all taking place at this one time in the 1960s to promote social change. Um and I guess all these groups were communicating um with one another. But uh yeah, I know this leader. I can't really think of um exactly uh, specifically how he got involved at this moment. Um but he he was really interesting because he was um pretty pretty liberal um, in his approach to disseminating this information, um, to all, and then the next leader, whose name I forget right now, <laughs> um, was a lot more, um, radical, and kind of, like, was started like, the predecessor to the Black Panther movement, um, but yeah, no, I think it was, like, a lot of word of mouth, and, like, telephone, and, like, people, there were a lot of organizers going from, um, the North to the South, and the South to the North to promote this message, so, um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was. And then you also mentioned that it was a time when um, more Americans had been in college than ever before, which is really cool to think about that yeah. there's a lot more people communicating that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess this speaks to the mobility of those college students, but you um, remark on um, a movement, um, their movement in the 1964 Freedom Summer mm-hmm. Um Do you want to sort of expand on that? Because I thought that was interesting. I mean, did – was that something that – I mean, it was – did they go down there for an event, and then this happened? There was, like, students, and they – Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So it was kind of
1: organized. So I guess, like, Freedom Summer was the whole idea in the South, specifically in areas like Louisiana and Mississippi, to try to – So, like, down there in the South, people uh, were being really prejudiced um, against African-Americans and were promoting them in, like, numerous ways from voting at all in their local election. And I think that's a really important thing to take into consideration, um, is that they wanted social change via these governmental tools, but they didn't even have access to even be... uh, any on any kind of legislation, let alone to even vote, so people from the north came down to the south and really tried to help uh register black voters, people who couldn't read, people who couldn't write, people who didn't know that they were allowed to sign up to vote um but a lot of people tried to stop them, but uh they were eventually allowed to vote down in there, which really um just moved uh i think it just hmm it it further allowed them to have, I guess, more say in, in their place in society in America, which was significant. But I think you were going to mention, um, there were,
0: yeah, I found it like crazy that there, there were three students in that went down there and did the, um, branching out to various communities and then were killed for it. They were, yeah, no, they were killed by the KKK, um,
1: who decided that they were um, really, I guess, somewhat radical in their approach to uh, getting people to uh, vote, and decided, I think it was two Columbia University students, and they um, they went down there, and um, another uh, boy who was black, who I think was already down there, and they became friends, and the KKK just decided that they didn't like their involvement in the movement. It's
0: crazy that yeah. it's just. And that was so the 1960s. Yeah. That was only 50, 60 years ago. <laughs> I read that in your footnotes and I was like, wait, this is so terrible. Yeah,
1: it's t- it's kind of like Emmett Till. Like yeah. You know about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like absolutely absurd that the KKK was still just like killing, killing people, people for no reason at all besides to promote whatever agenda that they had against people of color or promoting people of color in America
0: helping them yeah Yeah, and it wasn't just (laughs) extremist groups like that i think you also mentioned the greenwood food blockade yeah 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 yeah. um also then affected i mean it just affected the um the poor farmers in general Mm -hmm. um because it sort of blocked them from getting food it did yeah so i guess the greenwood food blockade it took place
1: in i think mississippi Um, and it was just, like, this blockade of, like, uh, white people, uh, in the South being incredibly prejudiced against African Americans, farmers, and stopping them, like, people of low income usually got free food and subsidies from getting this food and and totally took it away from them, uh, during, like, this freedom movement to get people to vote. So, I guess the idea was, like, if you don't have food, like, or if you don't have a substance, then you um don't really have a mind and you're not really thinking straight and just psychologically really messing with these people to tell them we don't want you to vote. We don't want you to have a say. Like you are like below us in like our opinion. Um
0: but yeah, it was
1: it was it was absurd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um but then you also go on to talk about something a little bit more hopeful, I guess. Yes. Which is the Freedom School poetry book, which was put out in nineteen sixty four. Um and it was actually i think dedicated to the memory of Emmett Till who became sort of a civil rights icon mm-hmm. after um being killed in 1955 but um there is a poem by um a 12 year old and like other children around that age after being introduced to Langston Hughes yeah and so how did um how did that get introduced to the community how did that come come about
1: that's such a good great question sophia um it was this arts
0: movement that was kind of like this
1: black arts movement that was kind of starting to take place in here in new york city where we are right now um and a lot of poets such as linkedin hughes and like a lot of other poets and like jazz etc like we're kind of like not jazz but like this whole arts movement related to social change was really starting to take place and it kind of uh took wind and um down in the south they started this freedom school where young African-Americans could actually come to the school and have free access to all kinds of education that otherwise they may not have. So I guess, as you know, back then, the segregated schools um, were still around and African-Americans, their education at schools was not as nearly as um, it wasn't as good as uh, white. A white person's education Just because, like, the teachers didn't have the resources To teach these students as much And it wasn't as full or as rich as art So, uh, these kids came here to the school And they started writing this poetry And, um It was pretty, it was pretty profound But I think it's really interesting to note That a lot of this, like, material That we're going over, such as the Freedom School Poetry book, um Hasn't really been studied by Scholars yet And, um I really want to study it. Why do you think that is? <laughs> um, that's such a good question. I think there's a lot of like focus within SNCC on Danny line Um, um who is a white photographer and he's in, like, these institutions and he's in these spaces. And don't get me wrong, he's, like, an amazing photographer, like, went to University of Chicago, like, studied photojournalism or, like, history and then started doing photojournalistic ideas. And he's great. He really, like, is very helpful. But there are all these other people, African-Americans, who don't get any type of um, representation within these museums. I mean, even going to the, uh, the museum of, like, what is it called? The Smithsonian, the new Smithsonian Museum Concerning African American People. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a Danny Lyon poster up, and it's part of the SNCC movement, but there are all these other, like, brochures and pamphlets that African Americans did, and I'm, like, confused as to why he's idolized and these other people who I think are just as good as photographers aren't, like, put up in the museum, and I want to question yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that is a really good question. Yeah. Um, because I think... Quite a few of your posters that you analyzed weren't his, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'd say, like, half of them weren't his. Um, like, a, a lot of other objects, uh, like the posters, a lot of the posters are, his, like, his images. Um, but uh, a lot of the other materials are, aren't his.
0: Um, yeah, and you also talk about um, the pins, or, or the buttons, mm-hmm. um, which are really cool. Um, they're sort of, like, more simple looking, but really profound, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the pins are really interesting because they're, I guess, like, another democratic tool in which you can spread and promote your message. And there, there's, like, a lot of, like, um, literature out there about it. There's, like, a lot of stories. But, like, I think the pins are so significant because let's say you walked into, like, a space or a concert hall and, like, white or you were black and you were wearing this pin and it really meant something to these people it's not like you were wearing like a pin on your backpack and it was like cute no these pins symbolized freedom and so many other i guess ideas promoting social movement here in america and they were really really important i feel like they're kind of glossed over um but they're beautiful i mean there's so many out there that relate to the sncc they're like maybe um Ten, ten, twelve, if not, if not more. Um yeah. And cool. so where are all of these objects? That's a great question. Um a lot of institutions such as uh the Whitney, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, SF MOMA, which is San Francisco MOMA, um, uh smaller archives concerning posters and um the biggest collection the biggest archive of like all the sncc stuff is at duke university um and they have this massive archive of literally like every pamphlet every letter everything pretty much ever wrote and ever written excuse me um there and it's just like extensive and you can access all of this online
0: so check out Duke so they digitized everything they
1: did yeah yeah it's it's just like everything's digitized um and i'm sure if you would go there to duke they would just like show you everything in person but there's just there's so much material there and and there's some articles um written um in conjunction with the material objects that they show you um but i think there's more that can be done
0: yeah yeah What are some of the most used symbols or images that you found when you were going through the posters? That's a good question.
1: Um, There were a lot of um, images of, like, fists being raised, um, which I guess symbolized we're standing together um, and we're promoting this movement. um, And usually it's just, like, one fist, kind of like in a woodcut type um, of, uh, I guess, image, and it, the hand is black, and um, I guess it symbolizes we're standing strong, we're standing together, and we're going to make it through this.
0: Yeah, and it seems to be a symbol for the entire civil rights movement, because then you see it again in the Mexico Olympic Games. Yeah, 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 and it's even used to today. Like, the other day I
1: was at the news school, and I was looking at this, I think it's in this new liberal uh, Afro club or group, and in the middle of the poster, like for the promoting uh, social, like, rights still here in America, which is, like, a cause we're still fighting for, which is crazy. You see this fist, and I was like, cool, like, this symbol is still, like, being used as a symbol even, like, in 2017, so.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. It is, and it's so brave of those students because, um, I, th- I think you mentioned this in the paper, but they would go down there and go sort of door to door. Mm-hmm which is, had to be a little bit nerve-wracking.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it probably was. I, I I wonder like I need to read more, but I think they had an idea where um some people were, but like I mean, what if you go to someone's house and and they're not who you think they were and you are promoting this like social cause and they're incredibly uh biased and prejudiced against these people who they're trying to get the vote, what do you what do you do, you know? and yeah no they're incredibly brave I really admire them I really look up to them I I mean it's not only like it was like black students it was like white students too students of all colors just like going in and trying to change the south and unfortunately I think the south still has a lot to um change but um hopefully it's getting there I think it's changed a lot in the past 40 years and hopefully in the next 40 years like or 50, 60 years, it changes even more. So, yeah, yeah, now they're incredibly brave. Yeah, the
0: images are powerful to go through because, um, I mean, some people argue that um, we still have so far to go, and we do. But then also there's a positive side of all of the good that has come from people, too. Mm-hmm. And you see that in the posters and a lot of the artwork, mm-hmm. um, which I f- it was just nice to see. I mean, it was... Very simple, but again, yeah, really powerful and well thought out how they planned their designs. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. Like, that's a good statement that you just made. I,
1: like, their design really just, like, is so inspirational and gorgeous and beautiful. And, I mean, <laughs> I think it's so cool that they had this poster that was just, like, promoting so many great things like to change here in America and they really believed it and they just put it on their walls and and they're they're really beautiful photos and and I think that they really helped change America and I think that's why these museums and collections and collectors still collect these objects because they're still so significant and and they I don't know they changed they changed America so I mean yeah
0: design is amazing (laughs) graphic design (laughs) yeah it's so cool did you look at other sources during the 1960s? Were they borrowing from other um, other places? Or was it really just them creating these? Um, that is
1: a good question. I know that posters, I mean, have, like, been used throughout time immemorial. But the question is, where did they get, like, these ideas? I think... A lot of the ideas came from, like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, maybe, like, Booker T. Washington or um, Frederick Douglass. I know that they were really inspirational um, people to this specific movement, Um, but what materials were they looking at? I think they were really looking at their materials, their literature, their speeches, these um, famous orators and, and authors from, from the early, uh, the turn of the century who who were trying to change America in a time of slavery. And I think they were like, all right, cool, Like, we're going to use this, um, these ideas, and they're going to inspire us. And yeah, no, I think the past inspires like the present always. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, because... Also at the same time you have um literally in the middle of this committee is 1963 Martin Luther King Jr.'s I right. a dream speech. Absolutely. Which to your point, yeah, I mean that would be a huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, MLK obviously incredibly inspir-
1: inspirational to this like entire movement. And he was like helping them and was behind the scenes like advocating for them fullheartedly. So yeah and there and there was so, oh, what was his name
0: oh no <laughs> was it john lewis john lewis yeah yeah and was, he gave another speech i think on the same day he or, did that was also really inspirational mm-hmm.
1: um oh my god what, what was that ever african-american's name yeah. <laughs> i'll have to look it up later no, um, oh. sorry.
0: I'm I thought you were part of the SNCC. <laughs> <SMCC. laughs>
1: no, he's not. But I'm trying to think of like other famous like writers and people uh, throughout art history who like have definitely been inspirational. He was like also in the 60s. Um, but yeah, yeah, another. I mm-hmm. mean, even Martha Luther King's wife was like inspirational yeah. to this movement as well. Um, big advocate for social change in America. Yeah, as I said, like, so many other movements were going on at the time. It's not only, like, the SNCC was going on, but, like, there was so much social change in America in the 60s. I think people think of it as being in the 70s sometimes, because the 70s was so free with the hippie movement, but, like, it was also going on in the 60s. Um,
0: Yeah, it's sort of where it had its big um, first push. Yes, exactly. Into the public eye. Yeah. Um, Well, what was something interesting or unexpected you found while researching this topic? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think going back to, um,
1: like, the two uh, students from Columbia and then the other student who was already down there just, like, getting, like, I guess, murdered by the KKK for just, like, fighting for their uh, belief on it. I think that just, like, really still astonishes me to this day um and kind of relates to a lot of the uh the black lives matters movement which is obviously inspired by the sncc and the black panther movement and all these other movements that came before it um but i think they're all just really important to take into consideration um and I, like, honestly was surprised that the SNCC even existed. No one told me about it in high school or college. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. And now I do. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> they're so cool. Um, so,
0: yeah. so, was that was that the only uh, death of students that had come down from the SNCC? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was the Freedom Riders, and I can't
1: remember if they were part of the SNCC. I think they were... Um, and I think it was the KKK, they, like, found their, um, like, they they were they were riding, um, I think they might have, oh, I can't remember, um, but it was a group of students, they were riding, they were called the Freedom Riders, kind of around the same time, and, um, their bus was pulled over in the south, and I can't remember if it was KKK or a bunch of locals, and they just, like, came in and, like, blew their bus on fire because they didn't want these African Americans to, um... Like be fighting for their rights down so. an entire bus. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think anyone got killed, but like they like told them to get off and like started like catching their entire bus on the fire. Wow, people yeah. are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Um, but I think
0: the stuff just needs to talk about that
1: way we remember it.
0: Yeah, it's great so. that you started research on it and now have a basis. For yeah, it. yeah. I'm really excited. I'm actually uh, presenting this paper at a conference um when where
1: (laughs) at MAPACA which is the mid-atlantic something conference (laughs) um but it'll be cool Sarah Lichtman's the moderator the panelist um and um, is it in what state it's in Philadelphia Pennsylvania um what are the dates um (laughs) November beginning of November on the weekends I'll find exactly. the link to it and
0: post it on the but website. yeah, you guys should
1: check it out. It's going to be really
0: cool. I'm excited.
1: And if you're in
0: Philly, you should go. <laughs> Don't hear me
1: lecture about this. It'll yes. Be
0: cool. That's so exciting. Thanks. I'm really excited. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks.
1: It'll be
0: cool. Well, um, thanks so much for coming on and enlightening us. Um, Molly, when she sent me the paper, all the images were also attached, <laughs> which was a great source to go through. Nice. And, um, Really moving. So I'm going to post some of those images on Twitter for everyone. So when you're going through and listening to this, um, you can see the fists, yep. and um, I think you even have the poetry book cover. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. It's like a schoolhouse with a bell and a little kid ringing it for freedom. This bell for freedom. Anyways, yeah, it's really no,
0: cool. so moving. Yeah, it's so just moving. impressive. It's I mean, it's the, It's insane. Yeah, the beautiful stuff. Yeah. I love graphic design, but I know nothing about it. (laughs) I know
1: a little bit about it. That's it. So yeah, it's been easy to study
0: it. Yeah. I'm glad you have and now everyone can enjoy your scholarship on it. So I'll post a link to all this stuff, guys, and I'll post a link to the archive too, so you can go through and see more of the items. Um since there are there more than five posters? I mean are there
1: I wanna say there's six or five. I can't remember. Um some are like more like prominent than others and you might recognize them but yeah they're
0: really cool yeah you'll definitely notice some of the symbols that are in yeah. there like yeah, you will. certain symbols have been taken out mm-hmm. of a lot of the posters um but thanks so much for coming on and enlightening all thanks of us thanks for having me Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys bye